Welcome to the Successful Farming Podcast. I'm Jody Henke. This 2020 Farm Health and Wealth episode is sponsored by Ag Resource Management. It's been tough on the farm over the past year, but there are willing entrepreneurs out there who still want to get their hands dirty and start a farming business. And joining me on this podcast is Pauline Van Nerden. She's an extension economist at the University of Minnesota's Center for Farm Financial Management. Pauline, a huge issue with beginning farmers is getting that financing. So what do you see as the most common financial barriers? Well, I would say the biggest uh, financial barriers typically include access to capital uh, would be one of the major ones, access to land, access to equipment, all of those types of items that are expensive and difficult to acquire on your own. Uh, With that, of course, goes just equity in general to use in financing since oftentimes there needs to be a down payment or some sort of equity injection in order to finance those. So those two things together lead to a lot of the barriers that beginning and um, newer farmers experience. So what do you do if you don't have a down payment? What are some creative ways people are coming up with that? I think some folks are working part-time off the farm to help supplement some of that in order to gain some equity and um, help supplement their farming operation. With that being said, some creative ways, though, to actually come up with equity, come up with that down payment, uh, I would say oftentimes it it comes into play looking for a co-borrower or a guarantor in credit requests. Uh, when previous to joining the Center for Farm Financial Management, I actually was a lender in uh, a community bank in southern Minnesota, and I focused on egg financing. There I saw a lot of beginning farmers look towards a guarantor or co-borrower to help get them started. So perhaps a parent, perhaps some other outside source, but somebody that's willing to help them get started with their farming operation. Some other options could be looking at uh, some different types of lending sources outside of the traditional community bank or farm credit system, some sort of lender that would not seek as much of a down payment. So dealer financing oftentimes will have uh, lesser down payment requirements, perhaps a co-op or some sort of lender like that that has some different lending parameters. Or there are other alternative lenders, newer lenders in the market that are looking to invest and and become alternative sources of of farm capital for farmers. Are these places that um, aren't normally thought of? I mean, maybe there's more opportunity out there because they're not, you know, the mainline banks? Right. I think um, farms typically think first of, of the bank in town that they typically work with for their deposit or savings account. That's who most people would think of, or the farm credit system is well-known as well. Um, But some of these other lending institutions or borrowing types can help uh, fill the void sometimes if needed. The caution, though, is is they likely have lesser down payment requirements, but could have and likely do have, in some cases, higher interest rates. So need to weigh the cost and benefit of that. Okay. Thank you very much, Pauline. When we come back, we're going to talk about going in and talking with your banker and how to manage through that process. Stay tuned. 
more farmers are feeling a real credit crunch. Input consolidation, low commodity prices, and land ownership all come into play. But if you're feeling it, you know that. That's why technology-driven modern lenders like Ag Resource Management are becoming the future of operational cash flow. Meet the alternative lenders at armlend.com and get funded with crop-based loans and insurance that get you capital based on your ability to grow and nothing else. Visit armlend.com today because next season won't wait. Their attentive market leaders make lending decisions faster and get you capital quicker. Get funded today and seize next season at armlend.com, the future of ag lending. That's A-R-M-L-E-N-D.com. Pauline, someone's going into the bank to get a first-time loan for a piece of land or some equipment for some land they already have. These beginning farmers may not have much experience talking with a lender. So let's talk banker speak here. What should they know? What should they do before they go in? I think uh, in general, it's always good to be prepared and ready for that meeting with the lender. So have all of the documents ready that you might need, including a business plan. Uh, so that you look prepared and you look like you are curious about your request and somebody that the bank would like to work with. With that being said, what do you need to actually bring to the bank? What forms would you have with you to prepare for that visit? Um, I would suggest at a minimum three years of balance sheets if possible, at least the current year's balance sheets, but if you can get multiple years of balance sheets, that is preferred as you can see some trends and, and how you've handled financing and how you've um, grown your balance sheet, perhaps. Along with that, uh, copies of your tax returns. So your 1040 personal return and your Schedule F uh, farming uh, tax record would both be needed to help with that uh, request. Again, uh, if you are a beginning farmer and don't have multiple years of tax statements, at least the most recent year would be important and bring in as many years as possible with a, a minimum being three. And then also a cash flow projection showing what your plan is and how you intend to market the product, the crop or the livestock that you plan to grow in your operations. So what what sort of production and income do you expect from that? What are the related expenses? Uh, taking a look at what you expect your farming operation to be for the coming year. The last part, again, having that business plan. So having the bigger picture of where you currently are, where you want to get to, having goals related to that it will just, again, prove you've thought about this business request and you have a, a diligent plan going forward. Backing up to the tax forms, if you bring those in for your lender, if that's all you have, what can they glean from that? They will take a look at, on the 1040 side, what sort of outside income sources do you have? What has been that income history? The Schedule F, uh, what has your, your revenue and expenses look like for the last couple of years? Oftentimes, you can use those as a guide, at least, for the future in planning a cash flow projection. So, like I said, bringing in a cash flow projection is, is preferred if you have it. And then what the lender will do is take a look at that Schedule F from the previous year compared to this projection and just see, do these things align to some extent? And, and are you having a conservative plan that you're projecting for the coming year? Or are you being uh, pretty high in the sky as you consider this credit request? And so we need to bring in a more conservative look at it, perhaps. 
Okay. Thanks, Pauline. When we come back, we're going to get Pauline's advice on any other business planning recommendations for beginning farmers. More farmers are feeling a real credit crunch. Input consolidation, low commodity prices, and land ownership all come into play. But if you're feeling it, you know that. That's why technology-driven modern lenders like Ag Resource Management are becoming the future of operational cash flow. Meet the alternative lenders at armlend.com and get funded with crop-based loans and insurance that get you capital based on your ability to grow and nothing else. Visit armland.com today because next season won't wait. Their attentive market leaders make lending decisions faster and get you capital quicker. Get funded today and seize next season at armland.com, the future of ag lending. That's A-R-M-L-E-N-D.com. There are alternative funding sources out there for beginning farmers, and there are government and state programs that they should be looking to. And Pauline, what are some of your recommendations there? Sure. The Farm Service Agency has a a lot of good uh, loan programs, especially for beginning newer farmers that struggle to get traditional financing. So that that is part of their purpose, and they're happy to help beginning farmers get started. Oftentimes, states will have similar type programs. I can speak most about Minnesota. So Minnesota does have the Rural Finance Authority, again, Part of the borrowing they do is to young beginning farmers who maybe do have less equity and are looking for beginning loan requests as they start their farming operation. I'd already mentioned co-borrowers and guarantors with your request. Life insurance companies can help finance land sometimes. So there are a number of alternative sources to look towards beyond the traditional bank that can be helpful in those beginning situations. Any other business planning recommendations that you have? I always suggest any farmer, beginning farmer or otherwise, gets a handle on their finances, have a record-keeping system in place, have the knowledge and the ability to prepare the financial statements needed in in your operation, so a balance sheet, a cash flow uh, projection, and also an income statement. All of that will help give you a leg up as you look at planning for your operation, analyzing the profitability of it, and being prepared to meet with a lender uh, as you begin your farming operation. Advice for the journey of a new farmer. Thanks for joining me today, Pauline Van Nurden from the University of Minnesota. This 2020 Farm Health and Wealth episode was brought to you by Ag Resource Management. For Successful Farming, I'm Jody Henke. 